Welcome, everyone, to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris, and that's Dan. And Dan, tell these fine folks what they're going to enjoy on this Friday evening. This is a GOAT episode, folks. <laughs> it is Season 3, Episode 13, January 19... Not, no, it's January 9th, 1992. The first episode of 92... It is Radio Bart. You want to know how good this episode is? The commentary on the DVD is six people. That's crazy. The the usual listing for commentary on DVD is two or three. (laughs) Yeah, usually. But this is six people are on commentary, including Graining himself. And he is, he's not like never on there, but he is maybe half done. But it's graining Al Jean, Mike Reese, Nancy Cartwright, John Vitti, and David Silverman all together for the commentary for this episode. That is how important and great. As a matter of fact, this episode was nominated for an Emmy. So. Yeah, this is a, this is the one where Bart falls down the well. You know this episode. And then he actually falls down the well. Yup. This is, yeah, this is a. This is a legendary episode. Now, I'll say this. In the grand scheme of season three, I don't know where I'm going to place this on the list. Because it's a it's a tough one to place. Because as legendary as it is, I don't know if it's better compared to some of the other stuff that season three has to issue. Well, this is not a fun episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Let's well let's let's take a fresh look at Radio Bart here on CKCC Radio which of course is going to be a good time had by all people except for Bart Simpson. <laughs> well, he was having a good time and then he had a very bad time. He had a very very bad time afterwards. So, so here we go. Chalkboard. Chalkboard. I will not carve gods. Gotta love that. And it's the classic family bounce couch gag because they all get on the couch and they just bounce and swap cushions until they've all basically moved down. Like Homer's now at the other end. So this episode starts off with a meme. The Lisa animated gif where she's dancing. Yes. Because she's imitating the dancers on TV. And, of course, Homer realizes that Bart's birthday's coming up, and there's an advertiser for the Superstar Celebrity Microphone. A gimmick toy microphone that transmits your voice to any AM radio. Remember AM radio? You can listen to the AM radio. It's still a thing, it's just that it's like... It's just now it's almost only talk... Pretty much, Not yeah. Sure, I also love the how terrible the singing on the commercial is. It's a kid singing Convoy of all things. Like any kid would ever yeah. sing that song. Con, we got a great big convoy. And then, of course, later, as he's trying to show it off, Homer sings Convoy. <laughs> yep, and he sings it just as bad as the kid did. He also really, does really the. Loud. He also has the guy in the car who's just like, "Hey, good looking. We'll pick you up at eight. He pulls that on Marge. 
That's a good call. That's a good callback. Good. Yeah, I mean, callback. that's. A, I mean, that's what he would do, right? Because he wouldn't come up with new ideas. He would just do what was shown to him because it's Homer. Exactly. Now Lisa has turned eight, and now Bart's turning ten, which mm-hmm. is hysterical because they were already eight and ten. Yep. But we have to subtract so we can get the. Uh, we can get. We into... should. We should keep track of how many birthdays happen. Oh God. How old they should be, like when? Well, I mean, we know how old they should be. Like Bart should be, like, like two years older than me, right? Like, yeah, Bart's older than you, and I think Lisa is probably your age or my age at this point. Because Bart should be forty now, or turning forty in the next couple months. Maggie should be pushing thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically where we are right now. So. When Homer's talking to Marge in bed, did you notice that was recycled animation? Because I picked that up immediately. I haven't, but I'm not... like Every time he comes up, I'm not surprised. Because it's it's the same Marge just kind of going to sleep agreeing thing, and none of the words match Homer's lips at all. And season three, they were actually pretty good at that at this point, so yeah. So Bart's one of the crusty birthday pals. He spent eight bucks on it. To have his name fly by on a screen with a bunch of other birthdays. Which is funny because this is only a local station. Right. Like, it's not like even... Because, like, I mean, Bozo was a Chicago, but that spread out across the country. Well, they've also established Krusty is more of a, a, a major celebrity. So he might just be housed in Springfield. But his show might reach elsewhere. That is a possibility. so fast, but if you pay attention, you will see Bart Simpson pop up on the screen. Yep. I mean, he saw it. <laughs> the following people are gay. That's another great joke. We'll get to that one. That's the Comet episode. Another Bart-centric episode. That's also not Bart-centric. Uh, he also refuses to take a message from... Gr- oh, he, yeah, he makes him take a message for Grandpa. He wants to call and wish him a happy birthday. And he's just like, oh, that's so sweet. Take a message. He's like, I got to hit the town with all my coupons because he's got all the free birthday swag. Mm-hmm. I like the Sunday. I'm here for my free birthday Sunday, and it's like two two spoonfuls of ice cream. Eat it and get hurry it up out. and get it. Yeah, hurry up. Because <laughs> that's what always happens. You know, I just cashed in a voucher for a free pretzel today, but the guy was super nice about it. I also bought two additional pretzels, so it's not like he lost business on my voucher. You know what I mean? Well, I uh, when I was in college, the, one of the local restaurants um, had a birthday thing, but you had to buy an item of of equal or more value. I think that's a Techn- fair promotion, though. Technically, my birthday didn't happen while we were there. My birthday was during our time off for Christmas, and but they still did it. Like me and all my friends went. We all actually, all of us got the cheesesteak. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? I will also have a cheesesteak. And then they're like, we're doing it for his birthday because it's during break. And they're like, sure. Well, there are some places, if you just tell them it's your birthday, you, they'll they'll bring out the singing waiters and everything. And you'll get, like, a little tiny cupcake or, like, a free slice of cake or something. And they don't ask for ID or anything like that. They just, you know, they, they just do it because it doesn't really cost them anything to do that. It always depends on where you're going for your birthday, of course. But, like... Well, you are the happy birthday, boy or girl. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. He gets a haircut, and of course, he's talking about back in my day stuff with the Varver. Yeah. And even gets a free tango ballroom dance lesson. And she's already in love with him. Of course. Uh, that's <laughs> so they go to Wall E Weasel. It's Wall in E, like like Wally, like the Pixar movie, which is great, by the way. Wally. And I like the slogan, yeah. we cram fun down your throat. And of course, the guy in the suit's just like, hey, it's Wally. He's just like, God, go bug your parents. And of course, we get Bart playing Larry the Looter, the video game. I always love the creative video games they come up with, like the granny's house, like Escape from Grandma's house. and Yeah. We all know that touch of death cost Bart a couple episodes ago. Yeah, Bart, show us the touch of death. They should have given us those games instead of all those shitty games for three console generations. You know what they should have done when they actually released The Simpsons game, which was a really good game? They should have put those video games on there as like a bonus feature. Like you can play, you know, it could have just been one level each. But like in in the bully games, there was an arcade you could play like abbreviated versions of popular video games exclusive to that universe. Simpsons game was totally possible to do this. They just didn't. But poor Bart, all his birthday presents are just super freaking lame. Patty and Selma give him a label maker. He gets socks. He gets a cactus. He's not thrilled with any of this stuff. Martin gives him an, a matching, a matching outfit. Hat. A matching hat and vest. Whatever. And he doesn't like Homer's gift, although... And it just makes Homer sad. And you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna take Homer's side on this one. Because Homer is the king at forgetting birthdays and anniversaries. Not only did he remember Bart's birthday, but he actually tried with his gift. So, this is Bart being crappy. I'm just going to say, what happens to Bart later, he deserves it. And this is the first thing he deserves for that. I would be upset if I actually tried to tune in and get my kid something that I thought they would really like and then they didn't. I remember when I was in, like, first grade or something, I bought, like, a little matching eraser. It was, like, little food-themed erasers or something, like a cheeseburger, fries, and a shake. They were erasers. And I got it for my mom as, a, as like, a little gift. And I was so worried she was going to hate it and, like, make fun of me. But of course she didn't because she's my mom. So, of course, she gushed over it because she thought that was the cutest thing. And even if she was being insincere, I didn't know. Just freaking kids are the worst. See, I mean, Marge didn't exactly like that bowling ball that she got from Homer. But that's a different thing. I would if I got my wife a lame ass gift, I'd expect her to tell me. But she never does, so... And her birthday is coming up. Yep. In fact... This is my sister and my mother's. <laughs> in fact, we are recording... You are listening to this episode on Friday, April the 16th. My wife's birthday is a week from tomorrow. So if you're... Actually, if you're listening to this episode on Saturday, it's a week from today. If you're listening it to Sunday, it's six days away, and so on and so forth. But yeah, so... Bart doesn't get a lot of good presents, although he does make use of that label maker... Yep, he's just reading property of Bart Simpson on everything, including things that are hit, which includes Homer opening the fridge to grab a beer, and he's like, oh, there's only one more beer, and it's, it's Bart. Bart. 
So he checks in on Bart and realizes that... He's hey, like, where's the gift I got you? Oh, it's over there. It's propping the window open. Yep. So he actually shows it off a little bit, and Bart kind of comes around on it. Well, he doesn't like because it sounds awful because he's screaming into the Oh, yeah, because he's screaming into it. Because that's how Homer is. Maybe you should try not being as loud as your father and see how that works. (laughs) Well, now comes one of the best jokes in The Simpsons. Homer's going for the ice cream. You've been waiting for this one, Dan, because you mentioned this on a previous episode. Yeah, this is one of my favorite moments in, rest, in, uh, <laughs> Go for in, it. in history. Yeah, do it, do it. Mmm, chocolate. <laughs> he opens it up. It's Neapolitan. So there's the section with the chocolate section with the vanilla section with the strawberry. <laughs> the vanilla and the strawberry are completely intact. Completely intact. Going. And he goes, don't! So he opens a second Neapolitan ice cream. Mmm, chocolate. Don't! Same exact thing. Opens oh, a third one, right? I, there might have only been two, but yeah. Uh, and then, what does he say to March? March, we need more of the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry ice cream. Oh, that's the best part. He doesn't even know it's called Neapolitan. <laughs> and they only eat the chocolate, so just get some chocolate ice cream. Okay, Homer. And then, here comes the announcement. People of Earth. This is Bartron. We are invading. And of course, Homer screams and he runs by Bart's room with a gun in his hand till he realizes that Bart was just tr- tricking him. But as he's strangling him, he realizes Bart likes the present, so he's all for it. So he goes to Ron Todd. Oh, he's got a bunch of them here. He tricks Marge into thinking Maggie's saying her first words. Oh, yeah, Mama. <laughs> He even does the opposite. Like, he hides the microphone under Lisa's bed while her and Janie are gushing over guys named Corey so him and Milhouse can laugh at it. Yeah. He makes it seem like Krabappel sat on a whoopee cushion. He you're goes... legend. <laughs> yeah, you're a legend. And then... Oh, the Rod and Todd one is the best. This is God. <laughs> Take all of your cookies and bring them to the Simpsons house. But why? Who's <laughs> our parents? You want angry God or happy or ha- God? Happy God, happy God. <laughs> Walk through the wall. I will remove it for you later. <laughs> and then to pull his ultimate prank, he drops it down a well and starts screaming that he's a little kid who fell down the well. I'm Timmy O'Toole. Groundskeeper Willie springs into action immediately, which but is like... Us, it's by the school, right? Yeah, I think it is. So, because why, why else would, would there really... be an empty well by this? This is the funniest shit, though, about this episode. Because oh, and then the ending. Okay, well, let's go in order like you're supposed to. Okay, okay. yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, so of course Willie springs into action. I love that he drives his tractor across the traffic and it almost causes an accident. Oh yeah, because he's like gonna head to the police department or something to yeah. make the claim. I'm going for help, still... Letty. He still has the thing on the back. Because yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just springing into action, right? <laughs> so, of course, uh, you have Chief Wiggum with black hair and Dave yep. Shutton trying to ask him, like, well, where are your parents? I don't have parents. I'm an orphan. Your principal denied me to the elementary school because of my shabby clothes. And, of course, they all start booing and the press starts surrounding Skinner. And they're like, well, Kemp Rockman's on the scene. He's like, well... 
The problem is the circumference of the well is 34 inches around, which means all of our cops are too fat to get down there. And Wiggum's berating them. You're all a bunch of marshmallows. Why don't you go, Chief? Well, I'm too important. So how are we going to get the kid out? Well, we got some ideas. First, we've got Socrates the Falcon, who's going to grip the boy in his talons and pull him to safety. So he lets him go, and he fucks off. <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. We got the fisherman who offers to hook him with a chocolate bar on a, on a fish hook. And I'll clean him for free. And then Professor Frank says, well, we can't save him now, but let's cryo-freeze him so future generations can rescue him. And then there's Krusty's idea. <laughs> do, do a We Are the World song for him. We're yeah. sending our love down the well. And he even recruits Sting. No, not the wrestler, Sting. The singer-songwriter, Sting. Gordon, Gordon Sumner. <laughs> Gordon Sumner. And do you know what Sting's top credit is on IMDb? Sam the Sampsons? The music department for The Emperor's New Groove. Oh. Which is an, an insanely great, insanely great movie. No, none of his actor credits are actually at the top. Although he has, I mean, he's done stuff. Yeah, he was in Dune. Yeah? He was in Zoolander 2, which nobody saw. But almost all of his quote-unquote actor credits are, like, Sting As specials. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> They're like Sting specials, yeah. This is his only yeah. appearance on The Simpsons, but... And it's funny, too, because he even says that, like, Krusty refused to let him on the show. Krusty tries to laugh it off. So, <clears throat> let's go over the uh, sending our love down the well lineup, Dan. We have Sideshow Mel, Rainier Wolfcastle, Dr. Marvin Monroe, Captain Lance Murdoch, the Daredevil. The Capital City Goofball is there. We have Troy McClure, renowned movie star. Uh, Scott Christian, the other, the other broadcaster who is not really a character. The Channel 5 weather lady, who I believe is also Kent Brockman's wife. Bleeding Gums Murphy, Mayor Diamond Joe Quimby, Princess Cashmere, and finally, some guy. Yeah. <laughs> There's just one guy that's not anybody who's in there. Which is kind of funny why they even bothered to draw in an extra guy when they didn't need to. Because they already had Krusty and Sting leading the, the thing. And I also love that Krusty does all the notes where he doesn't actually have to sing. He just screams. So, the town is rallying behind poor Timmy O'Toole. There's even an entire carnival based around. So, lots and lots of stuff happening here. We now cut to an itchy and scratchy episode. This is where the tides turn. It's called Scat Cat Splat Fever. Scratchy finds a suicide note on Itchy's bed and watches him jump down a well. Scratchy dives in after to save him and just sees Itchy casually sitting on a ledge watching him go down. He gets eaten by an alligator. And as his spirit ascends to heaven, Itchy pulls out a gun, shoots him in the head and makes him fall again. Classic Itchy and Scratchy. And the episode was dedicated to Timmy O'Toole. And as Lisa is appreciating this, she makes a hard discovery as 
Santa's little helper is aggressively attacking the microphone, and they cut to an emergency bulletin that they can hear just nothing but growling and snarling noises from down in the well. The boy is reverting to <laughs> a wolf-like state. Yeah, he's trying to like gnaw. He's like, "Oh, sorry, I was trying to gnaw my leg off, but I couldn't get through my sock." I'm going to bed now. Good night. And, of course, Lisa confronts Bart, and he's like, well, they're never going to discover it was me. Oh, yeah? Were you stupid enough to put property of Bart Simpson on it? Dope. And then we show it, and it says property of Bart Simpson. Of course, because that's how this works. So, Lou and Eddie, the cops, who are probably skinny enough to get down the well. So yeah, especially Lou. <laughs> so let's ignore that little plot hole. Uh, they read him a, a Cinderella bedtime story, and as they go to get a cup of coffee, Bart sneaks in, repels down the well. Of course, hey, there's hey, bats there's down a, there. Yeah, and they a rope here. Yeah, so they. They, tri- they get rid of the rope, and Bart falls in. And just like he claimed, Timmy O'Toole's leg was stuck under a rock. Now Bart is trapped the same way. And as he screams for help, Lou and Eddie realize they got had as he's forced to admit that it was just a prank. And they're like, you know what would be a great prank? If we just leave you here. Let's go home and get some sleep. And, of course, Bart's like, what did I ever do to deserve this? Uh, of course. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a funny episode because you go from you're like, yep, Bart gets exactly what he deserves, and everyone's reactions are exactly what he deserves, and then as it goes on, you're like, you start realizing how horrible it is that there is a kid trapped down a well, and people aren't racing to his aid because he tricked them, but he still is a kid and he's trapped, and people should have a little more sympathy. You you kind of turn around on Bart on this one. So no one has no no one has simpy. Nobody does. Uh, Wiggum cites budget cuts on getting the machine from Canada to dig him out. Yeah, well, you know, if your son was uh, here in the beginning of the year, then yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, you're telling me this that the state won't pay to save a boy from a well? Well, they would have for Timmy. Everybody loved him. Homer even <laughs> says that <laughs> right on live TV. It's not our fault. The, the boy got stuck. He was an accident. I was like, sorry, can you edit that last part out? No, Mr. Simpson, we're live. Oh, we're live, pal. We're live. <laughs> and then Quimby does a historic politician flip-flop by saying, I say let him stay down there. And they cheer. because, the, And even Dave Shutton, while he's about to slander this Bart, he gets called away because they found a squirrel resembling Abraham Lincoln. So he gets away to get that story. But... You have Homer and Marge doing their best to help, including giving him his crusty doll and an extra large sweater that they're just like, oh, you'll you'll dig into it. And Bart finally comes to terms that he deserves what he got and Homer can't take it anymore. And he grabs a shovel and does the desperate father move to dig his son out himself. And of course, Willie's just like, why didn't I think of that? What did anybody think of that? Yeah. Agnes, we got work to do. I love that he always names all of his tools. And this is the first time we see how jacked Willie is because he just rips his shirt off. So as... Not quite quite grease me up, woman. 
Nope. <laughs> and then we cut to breaking news. The Abraham Lincoln squirrel has been assassinated. We'll stay with the story all night if we have to. Meanwhile, a lot of people came out to actually assist here. I also love the uh, the pan down, and there's a dead Kang Kodos alien in yeah. the UFO buried in the ground that they completely missed. You have Herman, Carl, Willie, Skinner, Moe, Krusty, and Apu all helping out. But and have- at the front is Sting. Is Sting. <gasps> the Canary. Quick, everybody out of the hole. Uh, this canary, canary died. died of natural causes. <laughs> Back in the hole. I don't know if everybody would get that nowadays, but how that works is they would put a canary. In a coal mine. Yeah. yeah. If you're in a coal mine, you put the bird down there, and if the bird dies, that means that the gases are too noxious and they could also kill you. So as long as the bird is alive and tweeting, you're good to go. Yep. And then things like, I'm doing this for one of my biggest fans. Well, I don't know if I've ever heard Bart play when you're at Marge. He's a good singer. And Sting breaks through. Yeah. Oh. And Sting breaks through. And Bart is saved. And no, I remember because Sting is like, breaks it out of his hand, and then Homer shoves him over. Yeah, Homer just shoves him <laughs> over. Sting! Mom, Dad! <laughs> They're like, don't worry, boy. We're going to make sure no one ever falls down this well again. And Dan, what's the big solution? They put a sign that says caution well in front of it. <laughs> Not even like bore it up. It. They don't dig it up. They don't fill it in. They don't put a they don't put <laughs> It's not even close to it either. Out. It's oh. like the same distance away from the well as the well is from the road. It's <laughs> great. Uh that should do it. <laughs> Radio Bart, classic, right? Yeah. Goat episode. Alright, so now we got some trivia about Radio Bart. The producers approached Bruce Springsteen to appear in the episode because he had participated to the charity song, We Are the World. Springsteen declined, so the producers offered the role to Sting instead. So Sting has a feel to know that the boss was their number one pick and you weren't. So you know how there is a band called Fallout Boy? Mm-hmm. There is a rock band from Argentina called Timmy O'Toole. And guess where they got the name from? Um, this episode? Yes. <clears throat> there is a reference to Sting and the being a good digger. Do you know what that is, Dan? You mean that it was a reference to something? Yeah. Before he was a musician, he was a ditch digger. So why not throw that joke Wasn't he also a teacher? Well, it doesn't say that. I'm not denying that, but I'm just reading my Simpsons trivia. Mm -hmm. So, of course, this episode is based on Ace in the Hole from 1951. For those of you unaware, it's a story of a down-and-out journalist exploiting a story about a man trapped in a cave to re-jumpstart his career. John Vitti did not watch the film until after the episode had been written, because Graining came out of nowhere and just gave me start to finish the whole story. Vitti said that renting the film was the first thing he did after finishing the script. He said it's surprisingly hard to rent. It's really dark and funny, and it's by Billy Wilder, so you'd think it would be in stories, but it's not. It was hard to find. 
So, that's an obscure reference. So, I don't know if Groening was inspired by this movie, or he just was like, let's have Bart fall down a well, and it just happened to be a coincidence. But that's like the Simpsons thing, right? Is like, they went from copying things, and then people copied them, thinking they did it first. Movie stars Kirk Douglas are crying out loud. Yeah, well, that's old. Uh, He lived to be, what, 102 or something? Crazy. Um, The story was also partially inspired by a true story. An 18-month-old girl named Jessica McClure, no relation to Troy, fell down a well on October 16th, 1987, and the rescuers had to dig a parallel shaft out to rescue her. So... This, there was some inspiration. Yes, baby Jessica, yep. Al Jean said that Sting is one of the best guest stars ever appeared on the show. He couldn't have been better, and he was really funny. So that's always good to know when somebody's good to work with. Because to preview an upcoming nerd table that Dan and I are going to do, we're going to talk about the View Universe. And Linda Fiorentino is apparently infuriating to work with. Which is... Kind of a shame, because I, I do enjoy her, and I do think she's pretty funny. There there are parts in Dogma where her and Kevin Smith are appearing on screen together, but they actually weren't talking in real life. So. Yeah. So it's always good to know stuff like that. Uh, let's see, what else we got here? The prank is based upon the popular joke from the Lassie films. Usually when the messenger's just like, what happens? Timmy stuck down a well? We all know how much that's been played up. Indeed. And did you notice the Axel F that they threw in there? From Beverly Hills Cop when Bart's going down the well? Oh, yeah. There's also a first on this episode. Do you know what it was? A character doing something for the first time. Character doing something for the first time. Yep. Sideshow Mel speaks. Oh. He'd been mute up until this point. So. There you go. Radio Bart. Final thoughts, Dan? Go. Do you... Do you consider it a good episode objectively, or is this one of your favorite episodes, too? Because I consider it a good episode objectively, but it's not on my personal hit list. Well, it has one of my favorite moments in history. The ice cream gag, yeah. That is a really good one. Mmm, chocolate. (laughs) There's so many classic gags that come up on episodes. Yeah, I I get it, because, like... Any Anything that's a, a real good episode is always going to be fun to watch. Even if it's not on your personal list, you know why it's so good. Like, just as an example, um, uh, the Lisa, you know, ra- <laughs> a dental plan, Lisa needs braces. Last exit to Springfield. That's considered by many to be the best Simpsons episode of all time. It's not on my personal list, but when you watch it, you realize why it's so good. Because it's very, very good. 
So there you go. Radio Bart, a classic. Yep, guys, we did it. We reviewed the episode where Bart falls down the well. What other classic episodes are we going to get to? Well, plenty of them because we're in season three and there are many, many of them. This Monday on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, you guys can enjoy Lisa the Greek. That will be the next episode that we review. What makes her so Greek? Guess we're well, going to find it's out. It's a reference. Yes, it's a reference. Well, that's for next week. Uh, or, no, it's not next week. I keep doing that because I keep forgetting we're on well, that two-day I mean, schedule. it is next week, but it's Monday. Yeah, technically. Okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, so this Monday you can hear us talk about Lisa the Greek. And check out all the great shows on CKCC Radio. Till that time, I'm Chris, and that's Dan, and we'll see you for another stupid, sexy podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all.